It's Zima. It really is just eating so hard. Simpuedana with Zima. And it speaks to this uh, topic today as we look at why is South Africa's middle class struggling with finances. And, and unfortunately, that's where you see um, the numbers of uh, the divorce rate um, within this class um, raising in acceptable, unacceptable proportions. And that's what we're focusing on. And uh, if perhaps you're feeling the pinch, you're amongst those people listening to this conversation and thinking, yeah, no. Um, before we met, uh, my life was perfectly normal. And, and suddenly I have all these responsibilities that we have to share. And unfortunately, it's feeding off us and it's taking away uh, from the actual relationship. And inviting you to connect with us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And uh, WhatsApp voice note 0614 The beauty about radio is we can bring you a financial aspect that you don't have to pay for. We got that. <laughs> And uh, with us in studio is uh, Gerald Mwandiambira, uh, um, who is an entrepreneur and author. Good afternoon and welcome, Gerald. Always a pleasure and good afternoon to all the SFM listeners. This is just too much, Mr. G. It's heavy, I think. Um, you know, this, this article, I also happened to come across it and it basically is from a bank. And the bank is saying that they've done a study where they've looked at all income earners between 7,000 rand and I think it's about 35. 60,000. 60,000. Yeah. 7,000 to 60,000. They call that middle income. Mm-hmm. And they've said they've looked at all their accounts and they've seen that after the fifth day, There's all no these money. accounts are back to square one. And oh. and that's the scary reality where after all those SMSs are done with your account, you're literally living a good 20 days waiting for your next paycheck. So how should we be spending our money? I think, you know... And where do we even start? Because, I mean, when bank says this, obviously this is factual, that by day five, you have no penny left. By the time we, you and I are having this conversation, there's no money left. I think that's 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 worrying because I think it's about how we build our money behavior from when we were young because what often happens is that we start living a lifestyle which we can afford in our 20s because we are single and then we start layering in expenses so when we are young we have less family responsibility or black tax it increases as you get older because you also get um, more recognition in your family setup so suddenly you're no longer the young child you're now you know malume and suddenly you now need to do a little bit more so this means that the responsibilities you carried when you started working for your family have increased secondly you now have a spouse most of the time where you've married someone else who has their own expectations and this literally instead of often halving the responsibility in terms of expenses you actually increase them because now you've got a spouse you want to live in a better house Mm. you want to drive a better car because you're a couple and it doesn't help that we socialize in a way especially for men that says you ha- you are the provider and and well the provision part of men i think that's african that's who we are but i yeah. think we also we have a disconnect between men being men mm-hmm. as they were before before a man could not go and marry be- be- before he could provide that's now exactly a lot of women or young ladies are compromising themselves by marrying someone who's not yet ready to marry and then they expect you, things you to work out in the future. You know what I'm appreciating with your, your point right now? You're not saying that, come on, ladies, compromise and meet men halfway. 
You're saying when you're not ready to marry, don't. I think, yes. I think, you know, it's another discussion altogether to yeah. say, you know, have we lost our values? Because the thing about African cultures is young girls are taught about looking after men. Do this to your husband. Mm. Do this to provide, to cook. But no one is talking to the young boys to say to be a man means to do X, Y, Z. So a lot of young men are going into a lot of responsibility blind. They don't know what marriage means. They don't know how it affects their expenses. And these people now suddenly enter this so-called middle income bracket. Mm. And already they are over expending from day one. Because we are also in this culture where it's an Instagram or whatever you're looking on social media. What school? your children right go to and the moment you know finances for most people fall apart is birth of child one that's child it. one and that's the end normally most people as a couple can probably manage but the moment you add the layer of a child it totally when you can afford your own life you're just managing the two of you you add a child mm. everything goes off kilter suddenly you go into debt you want a private school you want to look appreciated uh, you know and people even when you go to somewhere where you think you should be safe like a, a, a spiritual environment they look at you and say you are married now we're immediately expecting you to start upgrading i don't know where that yeah, comes from because because the the the, the 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 sense is that if you are two single people with two cars and you get married mm. you you'd rather have one car but often you now want two bigger cars mm. when we return i'd like you to just take us through this pie that we need to be eating um because seriously right now as things stand obviously it's not working out and it and it not working out it, it really is putting a strain uh, to relationships and marriages and the list goes on and on we've got to pay the bills and uh, do invite you to join in the conversation we are at sfm radio both on twitter and facebook and taking your whatsapp voice notes on 061 104-107. Are you feeling the punch? Uh, are you amongst those uh, middle class or regarded as middle class who's in the right physical address, driving the right car, uh, in a gated community, but you can't afford it? Life is becoming a struggle. Give us a call. Um, Mr. Gerald uh, Mwandiambila is with us in studio as uh, entrepreneur and author and financial expert. Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. It is uh, rough, we acknowledge, and uh, taking your calls and your messages as we talk about uh, this middle class. A study was conducted that uh, when you end between 7,000 and 60,000, and this was uh, conducted uh, by F&B and saying that uh, by day five, there's actually no money left in your account. Could it be that uh, perhaps we're living way above our means? And uh, that's what uh, we're focusing on and taking your messages, taking your calls uh, right now, Mr. Gerald is joining us uh, in studio. He's known on, on Instagram and Twitter as Mr. G, and you'll get a pie chart on how you should be spending your money. I'm looking at it with shame. It's like, okay, my priorities have to change. I think, I think yes. I think a lot of where we are is around also financial education. So, for example... Yeah. On this pie chart, it says that the maximum you should be paying if you have a household income of 30,000 Rand is 30% of your income. So that's mm -hmm. roughly 10,000. But this is a maximum. And I mm -hmm. think because we are not prepared in terms of financial education, even when we apply for a bond, this is how the bank assesses how much you can afford. They're going to look at 30%. And normally, if you earn 30,000 household income, they'll they will advance you a bond of maximum 10,000 Rand a month, which is a, probably a house of about a million Rand. Mm -hmm. 
challenge is when they tell you that you can afford a million rand they're not telling you it's the absolute maximum you can afford mm. so they don't also layer in and say no actually you can't take the whole the whole uh, amount we're advancing because there's going to be services there's going to be you know um rates and expenses which go with owning a home because you're coming from a rental so often you you don't know about the rates you don't know about the changing um, electricity environment in, in owning a, a standalone home so suddenly already you're going to be in a space where you can't afford where you're staying because you borrowed at the maximum same some thing instances levies as well yes mm-hmm. so same thing with your motor vehicle um, motor vehicle again same thing it says roughly they want you to be able to take a car which is 10% of of your normal household net income and most of us don't drive cars which are 10% of our net they are they are more wow. than that and the moment you you now have a scenario where your payslip has more than 50 60% going on accommodation and transport alone you won't be able to meet all the other expenses now obviously there's a give and take and we have to prioritize because certain people think certain things are more important to them but one of the things you touched on was levy Levy is a lifestyle choice. If you stay in that Mm -hmm. gated community, unfortunately, the body corporate, you don't go to the meetings and you don't want to be heard or be seen there. And every month they keep increasing the levy. Body corporates, they keep you there. And it's a lifestyle like choosing a child's private school. Mm -hmm. It comes with the extra murals. It comes with those extra costs. But you don't factor those in. All you are thinking is school fees, I can afford this a month. But when they come and they say school trip and um, new uniform item, Fundraising. fundraising, you suddenly can't afford it so we need to take a step back that when we're given limits um in terms of affordability especially from financial institutions we we we, we always borrow at 75 percent of what they've advanced because if interest rates go up or if life happens you need to have that buffer you need to have that buffer and and for people who are in a messy environment right now it's too late <laughs> and they're listening to this conversation and thinking, why didn't I hear this last year? I think it's never Where too late. It's not too late. I think if you are in that situation and you, your salary runs out after five days, your first step is to seek help, get a financial planning professional or someone who's a money or wealth coach. And what you do is next month you make it last six days. And the next month you make it last seven days. And yes, there will be choices that need to be made. And unfortunately, a lot of the media tends to say you need to cut uh, expenses on things like groceries. But unfortunately, the coffee you drink and the cereal will not cut enough of your budget um, to actually make significant differences. We need to start looking at where we stay and, and where, what we drive. food is so expensive. Food is so food expensive. Food has tripled in the past year. Definitely, food prices have tripled. So unfortunately, the thing about food, it falls on the side of the budget, which is your needs. So yeah. when you when you when you when you are actually trying to save money, you don't cut your needs. You can't. Mm-mm. You cut the wants. The wants is I want to live here. Mm. I mm. want to drive this car. I want my child to go to the school. Your child does not need to go to that particular school because they can go to another state school, which is way more affordable. You do not need to drive that car. You want to drive it, but you can afford to drive a a, a car which can get you from point A to B. It's not a need. So what we need to do is we have um, gone and corrupted what we know are needs into lifestyle choices. And that's the layer of fat in our expenses, which pushes up us over the limit and now you get a scenario where you know most people it's common by you know if you get paid on the 25th by the second by the third you're literally eating the food for the month and you just have to survive 
and and also having these uncomfortable conversations with your children that they must stop wasting food um, simply because it's it really is um, pinching on your financial resources and and that is a worry because if you start having conversations where you're telling children not to eat need that's a need so what you need to ask yourself is where is all the extra expenses going you do not need to have the the satellite package you don't need it you don't need to have a a cell phone which is on contract but you want it and i think we need to take steps back um there are also things which we can do which um, allow us to save money which we're already paying for so one of my other responsibilities is i'm acting ceo of the south african savings institute and part of our festive season campaign is basically a campaign where we say know your interest rate that is the campaign simple mm. as that know the interest rate you're paying on your ba- on your bond know the interest rate you're paying on your car know the interest rate you're getting for the money you're saving because often for the car and the bond we borrowed at a time when we were when we were starting out and we were a high risk. Yeah. So if you shop around for a better rate, you can actually save money. A 1% reduction on a 1 million rand bond is a thousand rand extra in your pocket. That's how you can start saving. But how can we make financial literacy fashionable? Um, because it's all good and well to have a, a program once off when F&B comes up with a study. It's another to consciously go out there and just teach. And I think that's what the challenge is because as a savings institute, we have to partner with other institutions. So this particular campaign is with a website called mytreasury.coza. mytreasury.coza. That's where you can compare interest rates. When you start looking at financial institutions, they say they're doing financial education, but often then at the end is take one of our products. Financial education should be a choice which is made and is pure. And I think we need more people who are doing this because our biggest lack of discipline comes from lack of knowledge yeah. it's got nothing to do with us being bad judges or, or or bad people it's simply a matter of we do not know any better once someone has gone through the motions of understanding needs versus wants and how much they need to be keeping at the end of the month then they, they can adjust pretty quickly and as you said if someone is in there seek help it will take a while it sometimes it took us 10 15 years to get us here but once you start i mean i i've done some debt rehab Rehabilitation for people who earn even, you know, from 5,000 right as much as 20 million. And it depends. It takes up to three to five years to get you out of the bad situation. But I'd like us to talk about this uh, dead rehabilitation that all uh, hope is not lost. Uh, we're now taking the news headlines with Utsile Saku immediately after this. Let, let's uh, hear your voice notes and uh, take your calls on 891 Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. Hi. You know, I think if we're going to have this conversation as to why South Africans are struggling, we need to understand that we shouldn't be protecting our current president. Because now it seems every mess made was because of the former president. And he was there as the deputy president. You look at ESCOM issue, they've signed these IPP deals that are going to collapse ESCOM. 30,000 jobs lost going to double the cost or quadruple the cost of power and these things won't be able to help us during the night time that is unnecessary job losses right now and you must look at the decision taken through this administration the increasing of the interest rates last week increasing of the vets how much more does the president current president has to do before you realize that maybe he is accountable for the dire financial status that south africans find themselves in and chosen yeah, no? I, I guess at this time 
will look for someone to blame. Something, th- some institution, um, some way to locate uh, this uncomfortability. I think yes. Um, but financial responsibility starts at a micro level, which is how you manage your household. Yes, there are mistakes which have been made at a macro level, which is at national level, which are impacting directly on consumers. However, the reality is that consumers in South Africa, according to the South, South African Reserve Bulletin, call it quarterly bulletin, um, have a household debt to income ratio of over 74% the last time I looked, but it's still well over 70%, which means that every the average household in South Africa pays more than 70% of its income on debt servicing. And if you look at the same SARB quarterly bulletin, you're looking at a household savings number of about 0.3%, which means that 0.3% is actually what we managed to save, which means that the vast majority of that middle class live on overdraft. And how do they access this overdraft? Through a credit card, sometimes through a revolving loan or personal loan. And that's where we're at. And as much as we have been caught off guard by things that have happened at national level in terms of electricity and all the other you know challenges we have like the rand losing value you know we also have to start saying we need to plan our finances at household level each household should try and have a five to ten percent buffer of income which is left over every month mm. it's, it's it's okay to not finish the money we need to get out of this consumption culture that if you're given a glass of water you need to finish it if you're given a plate of food you need to finish it if you get a salary no, but that's you how need to we finish socialize it. you that's know you know as a child you would have gotten a slap if you don't finish your food and i think then we need to divorce our mental psyche around dealing with money to divorce it from our culture or the tendencies we have as a people because if 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 not finishing your food is bad then what you do is you're inculcating this thought process in a child for all their life that not finishing something is bad therefore when they don't finish their salary it looks like they haven't done a good month but the reality is at five days survival which means that south africans on average are five days wealthy because it means that if you were to be given a month's notice, the most you'll survive is five days. And that's a scary reality when you're trying to create wealth, where regardless of what income you have, most people are, are five days wealthy, which is a nice thing about this study because what it's done, it's, it hasn't focused on an income. It's mm. focused on time. Time is how you measure your wealth. How long can you survive without your job? And what the reality is here, regardless of 7,000 or 60,000, it's five days. The Bible and other sources will tell you generational wealth is supposed to be three layers deep. Your children's children. Um, you, Chriselda, you carried maybe a daughter. Your daughter carried a seed. Therefore, you need to provide for that deep. If you look at a financial planning perspective and you said, when is the first child in my family going to be born who doesn't need to work? It's normally three generations. So everything about money is about time. Your helper could be wealthier than you because you pay them the whole year. They live on your accommodation. They eat your food and they have zero expenses. And if you were to get rid of them, they can go home where they come from and live for months without any income. So we need to start measuring our our wealth in terms of time. Can I survive a month without working? That's where pe- that's why people are getting the second and third incomes and that's why people are entering this gig economy to supplement mm. their income. Lekhafele says um could I be the only one who's having a problem with the Johannesburg City municipality rates? Because that's where his problem is. The rates are ridiculous. I think, yes, um, as someone who lives in the city, you know, it's like Lotto. 
When you open that COJ bill, you don't know what's going to be happening. The numbers there change wildly. And I think it's about people also starting to take control. Um, a lot of people are starting to invest in trying to manage their expenses. A lot of people are going into solar. A lot of people are starting to, to look at how can they sa- can they save. Because the other lady left a voice note about electricity. Mm. A lot of people are thinking of going on to solar energy. And it's getting better and better, the technology every day. So it's about having a holistic look of, at your lifestyle and saying where can i save and making some harsh decisions sometimes it means that when we've paid this car off we don't replace sometimes because sometimes it's that bad sometimes it's about looking at your child and saying you know what where can i get a similar standard of education yeah and essentially be able to put them through through school because all these lifestyle choices we're making, we're choosing a an affluent lifestyle when we're truly middle class individuals and that's where the challenge becomes um quite glaring because you are you are accessing the same services and products as someone who earns three four times your income all right let's listen uh, uh, before voice notes let's uh, read some of your tweets uh sipontuli says the problem with some of us black middle class uh, we're unable to downgrade and adjust despite tough economic conditions instead we want to maintain current status quo and uh, it's not working out and uh, onika mulamba uh, says uh, but what i need to understand about the stats is are they any uh, f- are they factoring uh, in the money people transfer to their savings and uh, i i know i don't keep uh, that much in my pay- in my check account um after payday um, but rather move it to savings well, that's an interesting observation, interesting. but I, I would assume that it's since it's a bank, they were talking in terms of all their accounts, um, yeah. uh, in terms of movement. But I, I would assume that, yes, you are right, that the majority of the five-day people are looking at current accounts. But the reality is if you, if you then look at the South African Reserve Bank savings data in terms of household savings, it does not support that there are many people like her who are saving. Mm. And Lysanda on Twitter says, uh, keeping up with the Joneses is a matter of heart, not mind. The work begins right there. <laughs> I think, yes, it's about setting your own goals, which is why I was saying it's important to sit with a third party because your goals are not the same as someone else. So we need to start, you know, learning that we are individuals and we have individual talents and abilities and you can't pull us and lump us all into one pool. Yeah. So you have people driving a top um, German sedan, for example. So how can somebody who's entered the job level, job market three, four years, drive the same sedan as the CEO or the wife of the CEO. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what you see. Where someone who is earning the middle class salary, you go into the car park, they are driving the same car, maybe a model or two down, as someone who's at CEO level or their spouse. And there you must see that there's a problem because this person who's driving a similar car to yourself is earning a significant amount more than yourself. So sure. so it's, it's, it's around those highly visible um, indicators that people are living beyond their means. And unfortunately, mm. it's a choice people are making. And we need to start making the wiser choices. And the first wise choice you can make is saying, I'm looking at 2019. Let me seek professional help. Let me seek someone who can help me to start unwinding the mess I'm in. And yes, it's going to take maybe three to five years. Yeah. But the five years is a short period. The World Cup, which we remember like yesterday in South Africa, was almost nine years ago.
please ask your guests as our last uh, question. Please ask your guests what uh, what percentage of saving and investment should one save on the monthly on a monthly basis that uh, uh, cooperate even if it doesn't last more than five days. Well, yes. Um, the, the 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 amount you should be saving is towards retirement, I assume. And when you retire, they have this thing called a replacement ratio of your income, i.e. you want to be able to replace your lost income. In order for you to replace your lost income, if you're earning, for example, 40000 and receive 40000 as a pension, it means that through your life, you need to be saving... 20 to 25 percent so that includes your provident fund and any other money you're saving if you include your bond if you're going to sell your house when you retire so it should be 20 to 25 percent that's a nice percentage if you are somebody who has no expenses and that's how we should be thinking but unfortunately most of us are saving less than 10 percent of our gross income never mind our net Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. We certainly are better enlightened and uh, thank you for teaching. Mr. G, where do we find you? It's at M-R-G-E-E-Z-O at M-R-G-E-E-Z-O or askgerald.co.za askgerald.co.za Don't despair. I know that many of us have made mistakes. I too made my mistakes, but the only way I got out was through knowledge. Let's start sharing knowledge and let's start empowering ourselves and stop reading about ourselves and not doing anything about it. That's exactly it. That's where we ended. Gerald Amondia Mbira, who is an entrepreneur, author, and financial expert, joining us uh, on the line to talk about why is South Africa's middle class struggling with finances. It's a challenge, and I guess there's always a start somewhere.